Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, where we create a brand new film for you based on a random prompt from the internet. I am joined, as always, by three of the Hollywood elite. Our writer, Jacob Gulliver, who once spent five years locked in the Disney vault. Our director, Max Savage, who wrote all the fake tweets in Wreck-It Ralph 2. <laughs> Is uh, that the one where he breaks the internet? Yeah. Okay. He doesn't wreck the internet. That, that would have made too much sense. And our producer, Kyle Decker, who did all of the blue color correction on Aquaman, just adding up that saturation. And uh, your prompt today is, the theme of the story is a humorous relationship. The main characters are an industrious priestess and an energetic queen. The major event of the story is failure. Okay. Well, I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time inside the Disney vault, as you mentioned, uh, and because of that, I have absorbed almost like a, a glittering aura of some kind. <laughs> Light just kind of radiates off me. It's very difficult to sleep unless you're used to it. So I've kind of absorbed some of that energy, and I'm going to pour a little bit of that into this. So I'm thinking this kind of light fantasy sort of story, the, the priestess is... She's really more of like... Um, well, I guess I want to lean closer to, like, you know, sort of, like, shaman or something like that. She's calling rain and the weather so that this kingdom can maintain their crops. And the whole, like, crux of the story is going to be they're, they're suffering from this drought, and she's trying to get the rain to come back. Uh, and the queen is uh, sort of manic, very intense. She's leaping around everywhere. She's being pulled in a bunch of different directions. There's another, like, neighboring region that is, you know, threatening to come towards them and, and you know... Act war of some kind because they want the resources that this kingdom has and she's just too busy and too overworked to be able to to help the the priestess the priestess goes on this sort of quest to try and find a way to bring the the rain back and, and fix this drought that's been happening and she's gonna meet a magical cloud friends along the way as she goes up into the mountains to try and get to the clouds and beseech them and the magical cloud will, will help her with this i'm not entirely locked to names you know kind of depends on what what sort of cultures we end up influencing here but right now i just have them written as their their titles so it's just priestess and queen and cloud and etc etc and then the whole like ending of the story will be this part where the priestess becomes like you know more valuable and comes into herself more when she's able to sway the like evil opposing general by offering them the the same rain that she's bringing to to their kingdom so that they can have their crops grow well and they can have some of the agricultural development that this this kingdom has come into. So that's kind of like my overall idea for it. I definitely am envisioning this as animation, though I'm not opposed to live action. I've written out a few lyrics for potential songs if you want to work those in, although they could be, you know, poems or something too. If they're not working for you, you can cut them out. It doesn't matter to me. But uh, I think it'd be cool. It's kind of in the spirit of the thing. I just, I don't know if I can write anything that doesn't have some form of, of music in it. Okay. And do you have a title? Uh, yes. The, the title is Here Comes the Rains. Is rain spelled like queen 
rain or rain as in it is now okay i should have been impartial i'm so max our director some blue jays come fluttering into your room one day singing and whistling as uh, a deer comes in and just lays out the script onto your table the blue jays are named tony and robbins and the script is ingenue to you well, this is highly irregular. So, uh, Max, how are you going to make this dream a reality? I'm going to start by considering eating the deer. Uh, you do, and there's a very sad thing as a little baby deer sheds a tear. <laughs> but the meat is sweeter than most venison would be. Also, for the record, is the writer on this project some kind of sparkle vampire? Because that's definitely what I was hearing described. Don't doubt the magic in the movie machine. This story is... I feel like we lost the the initial theme of failure on this somewhere in the writing process. I don't mind having a little bit of poetry, but I feel like what I feel like the script that crossed my desk this morning was saccharin, <laughs> was an absolute child's film, and uh, is just not the it's not the kind of work that I'm particularly interested in directing at the moment. There has to be an element of sadness to this somewhere. So I don't have an issue with working in in the poetry and the poetic meter that's there uh, especially if this is especially if this is a priestess who's actually capable of calling down the reins and making friends with natural forces i think that might be a necessary element that we can play with on that i'm not feeling the full-on children's film that this leapt off the page to me as uh whether or not it's animated is yeah, that would change your role as director. Yeah, I, I do feel like pulling in the pulling in the same sort of direction as Studio Ghibli, who I haven't seen do a whole lot recently, could play in that area, and we can pull some themes straight from there to really enrich this project as an emotional centerpiece regarding coping with failure. I, I don't have a cast in mind yet. Looking at celebrities who are available on whatever kind of a budget we have f- to do the voices for this animated film is going to be a great idea. Again, ape ghibli on that one but yes i i think that the failure of the first part of the film really needs to come through in a in a big and significant way until the priestess does actually need to leave and find a way to and find a new and different way to really make all of this work within the kingdom all right so kyle you have uh, 2D animated? Hand-drawn, traditional. 2D animated film, uh, Here Comes the Rain. So what you going to do to make this make money? So our writer and director, they just need a little push here. And the push is, they don't realize it, but they've written the spiritual successor of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with a more venom tweak. Not the actual sequel, but the spiritual successor. So we're going to have, like, I want I want to see some more world building where, where the, uh, the fantasy elements of the world are animated and exist, the unicorns and the pegasus and the dwarves and the gnomes and most of the bluebirds and all all animated and this priestess i don't recall writing any of those things <laughs> she's she's a normal uh well, i mean i was picking up while you're laying down that's what i got that's why the studios assigns me on projects confused. like this because like they, i they just I, live in my house yeah I, I i think like an artist and that's why they give me these kind of projects right like i went to a painting class once i was a courier but i went to it so i i, I know art and so the priestess, she has control of all these animation, animated creatures and stuff. And she's trying to maybe do some shady stuff. And it's up to the queen to stop her. And, and I want to see that conflict. And I want to see I want to see a frost giant messing up a downtown somewhere. It doesn't have to be New York. With budget, we'll probably... 
I'll give you a budget. You're going to have 52 million budget. So we'll probably have to film it in Vancouver or something, you know, but it looks like every other big city in the world. So it would be good. But yeah, have, have like a, an animated frost giant. And then you could have like animated cat construction workers fixing the brakes. It, I, I just want Roger Rabbit with, well, with fantasy creatures. Yeah, 52 million. Make it happen, please. This is my childhood. All right, so Jacob, your film has gone on a three-act journey, learned about themselves a bit more, and then come home as a different person. And now that it's back, how do you feel about the the path it's taken? Well, just to clarify, you want this like urban fantasy kind of thing, and the queen is now the villain instead of oh, the priestess is the villain, queen is the hero. That's what you said, right? No, I don't. I just want a protagonist and antagonist. I don't care who it is. And yeah, I want like modern setting with animated fantasy creatures fighting in it. As long as you do that, I'm happy. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rework my my original story idea. Oh, and my LARP group has to have a cameo. That's fine. It doesn't matter because I'll just write in a bunch of fantasy stuff and you can put them where you want. So I'm going to rework my concept a little bit. I'm going to turn this into like an urban fantasy thing and I'm going to push, push it a little closer to uh, late teens, adult type stuff. Just we're not. It won't be R. It'll be a PG thirteen. So the queen is now uh, an elected position, and it's not a traditional queen position. It's just the informal leader of the animated creatures. It's one that's like decided upon by the others. The priestess has uh, this magical power. Like some of these animated creatures have the stronger connection to the like gifts and the whimsy of that that universe. And this priestess actually has that and is participating. In the yearly sky festival where they can uh, make it rain and it's in a big city so there's all these like rooftop gardens that are, are waiting for this this water and she's trying to get it to, to rain so that it can come down and uh part of this sky festival and so the opening of the movie is her failing to call the rain for the sky festival and then deciding to go on this this journey uh there's also going to be some kind of like uh socio-political interplay going on with other people who are like vying to be the the queen or to be the king so the the you know, original role I'd written for like a neighboring country is going to be you know sort of that, and you know that that can be a point of plot within the story. I like the idea of there being like humans that interact with them, and I think that the the humans should be uh, working for this uh, e- evil character, the one who's kind of opposing them. Some thugs or like organized crime kind of thing working for them. Maybe it's some corrupt police officers. Although, having spent some time in the Disney vaults, I don't know why you'd ever criticize our beautiful police force that protects us and saves us. You know, maybe they're firemen, corrupt firemen. Because then you know it's a joke. But anyway, so that way there can be this whole thing. Uh, and she has to get to the top of the tallest building in the city. Uh, which can be named, you know, like Dragon Tower or some shit like that, because it's urban fantasy and that's how it works. And so there's like a sequence going up to the tower and then meeting the cloud and bringing back the rain power. All right. So, Max, so definitely a different uh, direction. So just to clarify, Kyle, you still want the animated parts to be 2D, but you have... Yes. Okay. Just like Roger Rabbit. So you were you weren't sure if you I w- couldn't have made that clear. Right. Okay. So Max, originally you were waffling on if you wanted it to be live action or two D animated. Now it's both. How are you going to do this? And we still don't have a cast. Oh, well, I, I you got have, you covered. You have three minutes. <laughs> if, if the director doesn't come in, I, I got it because I'm an artist. 
Well, I, I do like the direction that it's taken. Well, I, I like some of the direction that we're that we're moving in. Very definitely, I like limiting the I like limiting the setting. I like making an urban fantasy. These are all good things. I like not needing to leave and go out into the mountains to achieve this giant quest. Being able to handle that at home, and I and I like the the way that we've increased the failure factor. That that's that that now is a pivotal and immense theme at the top of the film. These are all good things. As to the spiritual successor to Roger Rabbit with a LARP group in there, I think that for sake of consistency, I'm going to allow the uh, I'm going to allow the producer to tap whoever he likes. I'm certain his artistic sensibility will uh, will only contribute to the feeling uh, to the theme of failure over the course of this film. I definitely want to make certain that we have an element, the elements, really. I, since we are talking about fantasy creatures and Disney creatures, if we can really pull in scenes of urban fantasy, a certain grittiness, particularly as it influences natural forces and creatures of natural forces in the city. Polluted water spirit, maybe. Something like that could be a fun twist to throw in somewhere in there. But I feel like we've got a pretty good direction in terms of everything at the moment. The plot's relatively well laid out. I I think it might be time to see what the producer can bring us for cast. All right, I've got you covered. I, I might pull in a little money, but I'm, I'm going to get my dream cast. So uh, our queen is going to be played by Cynthia Arrivo, who's just coming off of Bad Times El Royale and Widows. She's hot right now. She's good. She's athletic. She can play off a badass warrior queen, no problem. And then our uh, enchantress, our priestess, a weird magical woman who feels like she's from another planet is going to be played by Tilda Swinton. And then I want an eclectic cast of voice actors playing all the animated characters. So I've I've pinned Lynn Manuel Manuel Miranda and Patton Oswalt and uh, Michael Rappaport to do most of the voices for the animated characters. Can Michael Rappaport be the cloud? He can totally be the cloud. Yes. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I got for cast. So we hit so many like eclectic things and everything. I'm pretty good with that. I do want a scene if we have Michael Rappaport as a cloud. Can I have a cloud farting scene? I wrote in a cloud peeing scene. Oh, that works too. <laughs> the whole thing is like a rain motif. Okay. So yeah, we can have Michael Rappaport just get in the booth and just like make up as many euphemisms about pissing as he can. And we'll put that in the bonus reel and we'll find the best one for the film. Pat Oswalt is going to play a, all the, all the dirty, like police officers, fire people will be animated. So no one feels too attacked. We'll have Pat Oswalt play a big fat cop. Who's a bear. A Hold bear on. How, how much of this film is even going to be live action at this point? Uh, so everything Tilda Swinton, everything Cynthia Erivo, and then a bunch of extras that, you know, almost get stomped by animated things. But so, that's it. So the priestess the, and the queen are not animated? No. Everyone else is. Okay, so, the so this is the queen like, of the animated creatures is not animated. No, that's her power. She's live action controls the animated. I made that clear. So this is almost an, a spiritual successor and inversion to Roger Rabbit in that the, the animated creatures are the norm and the background is animated. But. Yeah, pretty much. All right. It's like that Enchanted movie, too, kind of, that came out like 11 years ago. And then I want this scene where my, my LARP group helps fight the frost giant, and then we're good. And $65 million budget. I upped the budget a little bit. Mostly so we can do lots of special effects for my LARP group scene. All right. I'm an artist. <laughs> so with that, here comes the rain. I'm going to put that in the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like the most saccharine, um, you know, birds chirping, singing. La, da, 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 da. I feel so. Uh, Wait, what did we call this again? Here, so here comes, comes the, the rain. rain. Okay. So this film actually gets some pretty good reputation going up. Not really about the premise so much as 
just the higher amount of traditional 2D animation that you guys are using. A lot of people have been really missing that. You haven't really seen that. So, you know, an animation circle is basically saying like, you need to see this movie. I don't even care if it sucks. You know, we got to give a message that this kind of film so we can see this kind of stuff again. And so uh, you're able to get a lot more attention from that, even though it's technically not fully 2D animated, since like 95% of it is, you basically call it, yeah, okay, it's an animated. I mean, the only person who makes the distinction is the Oscars who are like, oh, we can't nominate for an animated film because whatever you know we we don't understand. But we get Oscar buzz. Uh, no, oh. no, the Oscar <laughs> the Oscars can't figure out what you're. Well, but they want to nominate us. We can't figure out well, so they talk about how they can. That sounds great. Yeah. That's well, down. no, I mean they didn't watch it. Other people. But, you know, whatever. The Oscars don't watch animation film. But you know what? Who cares? That's not what this is about. So, yeah, uh, you are able to, yeah, make about 150 mil. That's a hit? That's a hit? That's just domestic? Yeah. We get it easily double that worldwide. China will eat that shit up. Um, So, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and that is great. And, you know, you get more 2D animation. So this would all have been really great for all of you. And it is for most of you. However, Jacob... One night at midnight, a large dog, a goofy-ish dog, you may say, comes to your house, and he has a... Oh, golly! He has an overly large mallet, which has a Band-Aid on it for some reason, and he accuses you of using some of the secrets you may have learned, and you knew better than that. So you get dragged away by some very whimsical animals, and none of you see Jacob again for about 10 years. When he does come back, he comes back on Disney's streaming service. He's just on it there, and it's like, hey, guys. And, you know, just like blank face and just like... I'm like the, the Clippy, the, the Microsoft helper. <laughs> yeah, basically. Of, of Disney+. Plus. Yeah, and just like explaining, hey, everyone, would you like to see our films? And so that's maybe a good thing for you. Maybe not. I don't know. Barring that, you guys make your money, though. You know, make a lot of money. Yeah, you guys will need to <laughs> There's going to be a sequel. You guys will need a different writer on your sequel, though. That being said, you don't bring 2D in. It never comes fully back, but, you know, you definitely... You're seeing more of it, you know, maybe like one big one every two years or so. Animation fans are happy for you with that. That being said, you could change anything. Specifically, I don't know, maybe if Jacob wanted to change anything, or any of you, uh, you have two minutes each to do anything. So, Jacob, start with you. Hi guys, thanks for choosing Disney Plus. I'm Jacob and I'm your digital tour guide. Here at Disney, the Imagineers love to experiment with all kinds of new content and we're so glad you've joined us on this flagship streaming service. Now as you can see, the movies are laid out in front of you and oh, looks like you've clicked the X button next to my face. That's okay, can't see me now, but I'm still here with you in spirit. If you click my face up at the top right hand corner, I see you've disabled that, that's too bad. But once again, I'm always here if you need me. Thanks again for choosing Disney Plus. All right. So that just loops. So Max, two minutes if you want to change anything with time travel magic. Assuming I'm not overridden, I would love to make the whole thing animated. I even even spice up that that LARP group fight scene at the end and really just give them some really give them some spectacular abilities and and push that fight scene as far as we can go using the power of classic animation. That's my one, I think. All right. So it's going to remain the spiritual successor to Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but with fantasy and swords. However, we will do some special effects and stuff when they fight with magic and all. It's all animated. So my LARP group does use real magic, and it's amazing because they do magic missile, and it's great. And we're going to make a sequel called uh, Rain, Rain, Go Away. <laughs> 
and uh, it's it's going to be about a big yeah the the former enemies in the first movie have to team up together to fight a greater threat. It'll be great. It'll make lots of money because people want to see those same characters basically do the same shit over again but slightly different and so much marketing. This is Disney. Disney picked it up. We oh sold, no, Disney so, didn't. Cause that's just what happened to Jacob. He oh. may have used some what they claim to be secrets. Oh. Execution. The forbidden celluloid. All right. Uh, <laughs> I legally can't tell you what actually okay. happened. So, so uh, but anyway, we, can, we merchandise the, the shit out of it. Call the sequel forbidden celluloid. No, because <laughs> I don't want to be turned into a, a menu that people close either. But we're gonna merchandise the hell out of it with the characters and the action figures, and I definitely make sure my LARP group becomes action figures. There we go. All right. So the original film, nothing really changes. The second one actually doesn't do as well because you don't have so many people just saw the film just so they could say like, you know, it's a 2D animated film and we haven't seen that in so long. And then so when it was coming out, you didn't really have that buzz anymore. So that one kind of underperforms. Um, You still do make your money back, but it's definitely doesn't look like you're going to be making a third one. In any case, uh, your film does get remembered for helping bring back uh, traditional animation, at least for a little bit. So uh, with that, we're going to end, as we always do, with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. I cried at the end of Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and have a swell day. It looks like you're about to cancel your subscription to Disney+, Plus, but before you go, have you considered how much Disney knows about you? 